serious people have read it who have had extremely distressing paranormal activity in their homes. What's your story? When my son was three he started having dreams and visions of people coming out of holes and dancing in his room. He said they were trying to tell him something. He also said he would wake up to see faces in the dark and they were screaming at him. There were many nights when his screaming would wake me up and I would run into his room. It honestly sounded like he was being attacked. One night in his room he was telling me about one of his experiences I saw a streak of white light move up over his face. Another time I ran into his room and he was up on his knees looking around the room. I didn't say anything and just continued to watch him in the dark. This went on for about 15 minutes and finally he looked at me and he said one word. Manya it was apparently his name for whatever spirit he was seeing. Another time on the baby monitor and we heard a loud male voice say stop that we happened to know a mother and daughter psychic demon enlisted their help they tuned in and both said they saw an evil old man spirit from the 40s who brought another souls to make mischief he also smoked a cigar we often smelled cigar smoke in our hallway outside my son's bedroom they tried cleansing the house remotely they lived in another city we thought all was good until one evening we were walking into our dining room to sit down when my son went flying forward into the table he started crying and said that someone pushed him from behind we kept our son in our room that night and my wife and i both heard what sounded like an old man making gagging noises from my other son's room he was 11 months old our friends put together a whole team and they came and cleansed the house it was quite a process and our neighbors probably thought we were real weirdos but they got the job done we haven't had any issues in 10 years it was really scary my story isn't extremely distressing but it's halfway there when i was younger fourth fifth grade i lived in a small house that was really dark and quiet at night i always woke up around what it felt like midnight most nights and would look for something to eat in the kitchen so one night as per usual i woke up and went to grab the first slice of bread from the new bread my mom bought that day the kitchen is completely dark besides from the two small windows that were fogged so no one could look in there was this small corner around my fridge that was just dark like darker than the rest of the kitchen even when there was light hitting it however i was partially asleep so i didn't think much of it so when i went to grab the slice of bread something hit me in the face i went to wipe it off my face and all i felt were just long long fingers i was terrified and ran back to my room and as i ran i could hear and feel something chasing me and i could hear all kinds of things falling behind me as i ran back to my room frightened when i got to my room i shut my door and felt my eye and it was bleeding to this day i have a scar never have i encountered something that terrifying again I live on the second floor of a two-story apartment built in 1912, which originally was a mansion for some of the wealthiest in my town. I've had multiple occurrences where it be home by myself, and it hear whistling, short tunes, usually only two notes or so, but they were so ducking clear and I could never figure out where it was coming from. My mom often tells me the story of when she was all seep and dreamt of an older woman who seemed to be dressed in a more old-fashioned way slowly walk into her room and sit on her bed. When my mom woke up, she could still feel the pressure of someone sitting at the foot of her bed. When my mom sat up to go use the bathroom, she felt something slowly and gently push her back down onto her bed. Eventually, my mom was able to GRT up out of bed, but she could never figure out WTF happened. This probably doesn't fall under extremely distressing. But I'll put my story down. The earliest memory I have is of an experience with an apparition. Based on what I know I was no more than 3 years old when I saw it. Parents didn't believe me. Always had some explanation for me. We moved houses and tiny things would happen here and there. But once again my parents always chalked it up to an overactive imagination. There was a full body apparition that both my brother and I saw as it walked past a doorway while we were home alone. Fast forward to getting married and moving into an old apartment. 
Things start to heat up a little bit, bins would get flipped over and the contents stomped on the floor. Things would slide off of the back of our vanity about 18 inches deep and fly 3 feet to hit the footboard of our bed. Not gently, more activity than I had experienced before but still not a lot. We moved into an almost brand new apartment. And while one or two things happened things calmed down significantly. Then we moved in with my in-laws while my husband went to school. Cue the real events. The house would go through periods of high activity, particularly centered around me. My husband would hear me calling him from another room. I wouldn't be calling him. He would see me pass by the bottom of the stairs as he was coming down and would follow me all the way around the corner into the far room only to dead end with the room empty. I came in from the chicken coop to him upset because I'd been calling him from all over the house. I'd been outside the whole time. It would make one of the dogs go absolutely feral, barking and snarling at nothing. I would have small, soft items thrown at me. I would hear clapping and walking around the house, and the dogs would go looking for what made the noise. Here's the main story. My husband was working nights and I was home alone on the farm while the in-laws were out of state on a trip. One of the dogs goes into an episode, staring at nothing in the middle of the living room absolutely losing it. Rabid dog. I can't get her to calm down. Usually a light touch on the back will snap her out of it but I could not call her off this time. I finally go to my room to take a breather and I hear her stop. Maybe 15 minutes later she's at it again. I can't describe how terrifying it is to see her like this. Like I said absolutely feral. I go halfway up the stairs and I'm talking to her through the banister. Finally get her to come over to me and stop barking. She keeps looking next to me at the top of the stairs. Then a huge slam on the baby gate there happens. Rattling the gate and the banister. I ignore. It cause I've heard that's the best thing to do when something's right next to you. The dog barks but I get her stopped again. Then right in my line of sight I see a pen slid forcefully off the table, flying multiple feet before hitting the ground. The dog immediately runs to attack, and goes into another fit looking at something next to the table. I start to lose it, immediately go back downstairs to my bedroom. I sit on my bed next to my cat napping there. He stands up and comes to me since I'm upset and crying. I hear the dog move back to barking in the living room, closer to my room. A minute later my cat turns to look at the doorway. His back raises up ears pinned back and his hair stands on end looking straight at the doorway. I ran out of the house at that point. That was the worst it ever got. I have lots of other little stories though. I just moved into a brand new house and knock on wood nothing yet. I refuse to talk about paranormal activity aloud in any home I stay in. And I think subconsciously I pushed myself to only move into a new construction for fear of stirring anything in an existing house up. With what I know about the experiences through my life compared with where I was staying, I've kind of begun to think I might be a poltergeist. A new construction home was the only place I felt safe moving into. So while my story isn't to the level of a horror movie, I'm happy to be out of old houses and apartments. My childhood home was notoriously haunted. We moved into the house when I was around 6 and my brother was 3. It started slow with him and I seeing weird things at night and constant nightmares. Things would go missing only to return a few day later. We would constantly hear people talking, footsteps, and doors slamming when no one was around. Over the years it started to escalate and there are a lot of stories so I have included a few. One parent was in their bedroom during a party when they heard a child running and the door to their walk-in closet creaked shut. She assumed it was me or my brother and went to open up the door. When she did some of the t-shirts that were hung close to the floor were swaying. Peeking out from behind them was a little girl she did not know. The little girl vanished before her eyes. I was home alone waiting for my BF to come over. I heard him call my name so I came out of my bedroom and headed towards the front door. When I came to the stairs that spurated my room from the front door I saw this thing 
It almost resembled a person, pitch black, crawling up the stairs. It cracked its neck to look up at me and I ran. I called my BF and he wasn't there yet. I hid in my room until he came. The last one I'll put is after my family moved out we rented it for a while. The tenant complained of similar things that we experienced in our first few months there. He went out of town and left his dog in the garage. His friend came to check on it and the dog was missing. He later found the dog who was fine just scared locked in the crawl space that was completely separate from the garage and two closed doors away from where the dog was left this crawl spaces was the worst place in the house for negative activity. My family has always seen, heard and been around paranormal stuff. I have two that are final proof to me. One is distressing and the other has so few logical explanations. Distressing first I had a friend that would crash at my place all the time. Slept in the lounge and struggled to sleep. Never said why just complained. My mom asked him if he's seen the lady in white and he said pretty seriously so she is real. Apparently comes into the back door and walks down the passage towards my room or vice versa. Now before this talk happened my GF at the time always woke me up to walk with her to the toilet to stand outside and walk back. I am scared of the dark too but whatever I can do it. Now it was my friend who asked her if she had seen the lady too and they were talking about it. For those curious, I and my sister have seen since. We sleep on the opposite side to my mom. The proof one is in a hallway with no windows we have a whiteboard. It's hung perfectly level. No funny business with the pen tray. South Africa has no rarely ever earthquakes. The door is next to but was closed on this occasion. All was still and calm. My dad and I were talking about the ghosts and what we hear and think when a pen launches off the tray for the whiteboard as if somebody casually swept their hand out from whiteboard to edge of the tray. So the pen flew off horizontally, no cats and nobody was standing within a meter of it. It wasn't violent but like you popped it off onto the floor to annoy somebody and make them pick up. Not that I'm saying that. Was an intention but the kind of trajectory it took, didn't spin so it wasn't an edge catching there are no edges. It was just on the tray in the middle. This happened when I was 11 and visiting a lighthouse in Michigan that was supposedly haunted by a boy. My parents wanted to take a tour with the tour guide, but I wanted to play outside considering we had been touring various sites in the Upper Peninsula that day. No one was around. So my parents ended up letting me play outside the lighthouse while they took a quick tour. As I played outside, a really beat up ball rolled up to my feet. I bent over to pick it up. And as I stood back up I saw a boy standing next to the edge of the lighthouse looking at me. I assumed the ball was his. So I tossed it over to him and he wandered away. I didn't think any about it. But when my parents were done with the tour they asked what I did. I told them something along the lines of I was just wandering around. Oh, and I helped this kid get his ball back. The tour guide was with my parents. And when I mentioned the kid he looked startled because as I mentioned earlier, there was no one other than us at the lighthouse. Only three cars. My parents' car, the tour guide's car, and the car belonging to the person at the front desk. The tour guide asked me to take a look at a picture in the lighthouse. I know this sounds super cliche. But when he showed me the picture, it was the picture of the exact same boy with the exact same beat up ball. Apparently, that kid died at the lighthouse. On a side note, we checked around and there was no boy. So you might be asking me, why was this creepy? Especially considering that the boy never scared me or tried to scare me. What creeps me out is that I touched that ball. When it comes to ghost stories, most people only report a ghost not other objects. Assuming that was a ghost with his ball. What the heck did I touch? Also, it felt solid, like a real ball. If it was a ghost ball then how the heck do you explain what I touched? This still bothers me to this day. It wasn't extremely distressing but it did spook my for a while. I was 12 years old in my home country in Kyrgyzstan and I was at my maternal grandma's house. 
So there is this little narrow passageway that comes from the back door of the house to the garage we have weird house layouts here. And I was walking through the passageway. I heard a whisper in English people here don't know English that well and the only people who spoke fluent English was me and my brother that said. I know who you are. I turned around into my horror. I saw no one. So I ran to the garage, exited the garage and went to the kitchen while my heart was beating extremely fast. I told my uncle about it but he didn't take me seriously and laughed it off. To this day, I still don't know what happened. Many years ago I had a Ford Escort I really loved. One day I noticed the back right wheel was missing a single lug nut. No biggie replaced. Soon the one is missing on the same wheel. I assume the thread is stripped, but the shiny new lug nut is still there. Different one missing. This keeps happening and I assume all the threads are stripped a little bit. I don't want to lose a wheel though so I get all new studs. Go through the pain of driving the old ones out way harder than I thought it would be and get all new lug nuts to go with it. Before the week is out, I am down one lug nut. I start checking my car every night and then again in the morning. Yep, disappearing overnight, not on the ground either. Aha, I have a prankster. Feeling this is annoying but no big deal very small town I go sell some blood plasma a few times and then buy a big old bag of lug nuts. They keep vanishing and I keep replacing them. But then I notice one vanishes sometime after leaving for work and before I got home. Falling off while driving. Weird coincidence. They're still occasionally vanishing overnight about once a week randomly. I start making marks in my owner's manual morning before I leave when I arrive at work when I leave for work when I get home. I check their tension frequently. Occasionally one is loose. This fits the random falling off but doesn't explain overnight disappearance. Sometimes it vanishes while I am driving. Sometimes overnight. At least twice while in the parking lot at work. I am beginning to feel very weird about it. It just doesn't add up. I keep writing stuff down as if that'll make it make sense. I Carve symbols into the lug nut tops with a screwdriver to tell them apart heart, spade, diamond, club and it is definitely different ones vanishing. Not always the same location. I can't explain it. Finally I try a dangerous experiment. I simply let it run with 3-4 lug nuts. Cautiously at first. Checking tension on the 3 remaining ones because I imagine the wheel falling off at highway speeds. But over time, nothing happens. I kept the car almost 2 full years after that and my back right wheel always just ran with 3 lug nuts. The only time I had one disappear was when I got new tires and the shop put a new one on. Once it vanished though, I let things be and it was always fine. Still no idea WTF that was. I don't know how disturbing it was really, but so odd. I am now curious what would have happened if I had had some kind of surveillance footage of the car at night. When I was around 5 years old late 1970s early 1980s, we lived in a haunted house in South Florida. This house was probably built in the 1960s, so not all that old. I can only remember some of the incidents we would often hear footsteps coming from the attic and other loud noises that could not be explained. Sounds of furniture being moved around with nobody in the room. I specifically remember one morning lying in bed. A face appeared on the wall above my bedroom window and repeatedly told me to go to my parents' bedroom. No idea why it wanted me to do that but I can still remember it plain as day. Apparently my older sister and mother also had several experiences. While we lived there, my mom was home alone cleaning the house up right after we moved in. She opened a door to one of the bedrooms and there was a young man standing in there, completely still. She said she didn't feel frightened, but didn't know what to do. She closed the door, waited a minute, and reopened it, and he was gone. I asked how she knew it wasn't a burglar or someone sleeping in here, but she said she just knew he wasn't real. Not sure how to explain that one. 
My first home was purchased in 1998, in Street, Petersburg, FL. My mother got the listing, because the owner's nephew found her business card on his aunt's fridge. The aunt didn't die in the house, she was quite elderly, and died in a home. St. Pete has a few. I met Helen, the aunt and previous owner, a few years later. One night, while lying in bed watching God only knows what on the TV, I looked up toward the master bedroom door. Helen stood in the doorway, in a nightgown. She was quite pretty. She was very young, my wife slept next to me, oblivious. My two young boys were undisturbed, as were the dogs. I was 33, sober, and I know what I saw, it was peaceful. She made her one appearance and left I think she was just passing by. Good energy visit, I think. I've been a witness to many strange occurrences in our house over the years, many of which happened to my very skeptical friends as well. We cannot explain this. The strange occurrences mainly center around my father and sister, while my mother and me thankfully have only been peripheral witnesses. One when I was around 7 years old, me, my sister and our babysitter were watching TV when the blood completely drained from my sister's face. She was 11 and she tries to scream but nothing is coming out. She then says she saw a small, hairy man walk through the living room right in front of us. She wouldn't stop crying. My mother thought she was making it up but my father was eerily quiet. Two when I was about 14 my father was screaming at me to leave the glass sliding door alone. Apparently I was violently pulling at it, screaming at him to open it. I wasn't at home at the time. Three my best friend came to visit me, and this being South Africa, was waiting at the security gate of our house to let him in. He was calling my name and I was on the toilet. We both hear my dad saying he's on the toilet, he'll be right there. My blood froze. My father wasn't home, we had no idea what to make of it. For a while another friend the biggest skeptic, I'd say was sleeping over him. Me and my sister were discussing my friend's girlfriend at the time. It was the middle of the evening, not too late and we were sitting in my sister's room. Something was violently throwing the chairs around in the kitchen. The sound was as clear as day, thinking, it was a burglar. We locked the door and pressed the alarm button. When the security guys arrive all the doors are locked and there's nothing amiss in the kitchen. This was truly frightening. 5 The whole family has heard a woman laughing and knocks on the doors. The TV switches on by itself. Volume increases decreases on multiple televisions. Lights come on and off etc. We hear whispering at night. Mostly indistinct but sometimes referencing us PSSSSSS. My sister's name. PSSSSSSSSSSS. This was a weekly occurrence. 6 My father saw a small human running up our stairs right around the time my sister saw the thing in our living room. He has also seen a woman walking around the house multiple times. 7 This happened about 3 years ago. My cousin was around 8 years old and went inside the house to go get a swimming towel. She starts screaming and runs out of the house, face wide as a sheet. She says there was a badly burnt child in my sister's room smiling at her. She was truly shaken and sticks by her story. She doesn't like to come visit anymore. These are just some of the weird shit that has happened in this house. And yes, my family are still living there. My father is an extremely quiet guy, to the point of it being painful, and not one to suffer fools, which makes me even more uneasy about all of this. We're not particularly religious or believers in the paranormal. But enough weird shit has happened to make me question this reality. Wow. That can't have been easy. I know there are quite a few reportedly haunted places in SA that don't get much attention as the rest of the world. Did your family ever consider having religious people or a sangoma come to the home? I am not sure how much I believe in them. More so the psychological aspect of getting relief from some kind of ceremony. I was a very sensitive child but was also less afraid more curious I guess, about the little inexplicable things, I find now as an adult, they happen far less frequently, 
but scare me more. My granny's Afrikaans friend had her church group come to pray in her house when I was little. We'd also hear weird noises and dashing shadows when we visited. She had the eerie stone statue of a man's bust that the preacher identified as attracting unfavorable entities or something. I remember it being burnt in a big bonfire outside, and everything seemed to quiet down. A few years ago, my soul and I rented a gorgeous house, relatively new, in a close with many other houses. I loved that house, but... Man, there was something there that did not like me, and I am convinced it followed me overseas. I am neither overly religious or spiritual, but I did things that made sense to me praying every night, scattering salt across doorways and in corners. And yes we moved house not related, but the occurrences have stopped, again. Whether that is me placating myself psychologically, I don't know, but maybe it could work for your sister. Good luck and glad you're out of there. We live in an approximately 150-year-old farmhouse, with a cemetery across the road that hasn't seen a burial since 1870 apparently the records office burned down, so they lost the exact plot locations and just opened up another cemetery 300 feet west of us. About a week after moving in, my wife and I were eating dinner, and my phone which hadn't been touched in quite a while and was sitting on the kitchen counter says in Siri's voice you're in my realm, and nothing more. We both heard it clear as day, and there was no history of the phone saying it. Then my cat was absolutely relentless in getting me out of bed in the middle of the night at first I shrugged it off, but then got thinking, maybe something was on fire or whatever. She led me downstairs, nothing. I went outside to see if there was anyone out there, and it was the deadest silence I've ever heard in my life. I noped out of that and came back inside. When I went to go back upstairs, I stood in something cold and wet. I bent down to see what it was, and my feet were totally dry. It was just a very strange cold spot. When I stood up, the feeling of a hand on my shoulder was unmistakable. The cat was just starting at me very intently. TV remotes go missing constantly I think we've lost six now. I've had every single piece of furniture out of the TV room. As I renovated the whole thing, never found one. About a year and a half after moving in, I bumped into a former co-worker at a flea market who knew where I lived but hadn't been told about any of the occurrences. She said go introduce yourself to those people over there. They lived in your house in the ADS. So I did. And the first thing they asked was how is the ghost doing? They said it had a fondness for messing with the TV and would open doors sometimes at very useful times. Like when carrying a bundle of firewood. And one more addition to the story. A good friend of mine who I met after moving here. And again. Never mentioned any of this stuff to was standing in my driveway and just randomly said dude, there is some strong spirit activity here wow. From Indonesia where paranormal activities are quite normal here, but then I had this one disturbing experience. One day I went into my uncle's home in Geneva. He loves collecting statues or historical stuff. Then I got a duty to take out the trash that day and I went to the basement where his office room at. It's a small room like 2 multiply 3 meters. Then somehow I saw a statue of a goddess with 4 or 6 arms and the aura in that room just suddenly cold. There were 4 rooms in the basement. 1 bedroom. 1 bathroom office room, and storage room. Somehow after I took all of the trash, I cannot find the stairs to go back. It's gone. Literally. Gone. I was quite panicked and then I smell some strange scent, like an ancient flower. I went into the office room and I spoke to the statue. Hey, I am sorry if I disturbed you in ways I cannot imagine. I need to go back upstairs okay, just let me go. Then after that, I can see the stairs again. But after that, it took me years to be able to go to any basements. Not super distressing for me but my family. I don't really believe in ghosts now but my family does. And even though I don't remember it fully clearly my parents and brothers said we lived in a haunted house back in Colorado. I was just 4 or 5 at the time so it's really early memories but they told me what they could remember. My brother's main experience at that house was a nightly occurrence. He would go to bed around 10 and be kept up for hours by the sound of old ladies laughing. Sometimes he would sort of hear them talk. And he believed they were playing a game with each other. 
I don't think any old people lived there before us and the only neighbor we had was a man who lived across the street alone with his dog. My dad recalls waking up and seeing a woman dressed as a nurse at the end of his bed. He thought it was my mom at first but mom was usually at work by the time he got up. The woman walked up to his side of the bed and told him to go back to sleep. Then she walked out of the room. He went to follow her but she was gone. My mom would hear voices coming from all sorts of places. The basement, the attic, and from behind closed doors. She never found anyone when he would look around. She would also see lights floating around the backyard. Not like fireflies but more orb-like. I don't remember any ghost interacting with me but my mom said that most nights she would find me dead asleep under my bed. This was a pretty big bed for a 4 year old by the way I needed help just getting on there so if I feel off I would absolutely be woken up. Most of what I remember were the weird stuff involving animals. One time two water snakes swam out of our kitchen faucet. There would be black bears in our yard and at our door all the time because we had no fence. Just a big hill. Overall the only spooky thing I fully remember was a big shadow figure in our shed. It was always locked and filled with stuff so I couldn't get a good look at it, but I remember it moving around a lot. So I live in the Midwest, and the shit that goes on around my house is pretty messed up. We never really said it out loud, but no one ever went in the woods behind the house. It was like an unspoken rule. Even inside the house with the window facing the woods, my parents only closed those curtains for that specific window. To the right of my house is a very large field we use to plant corn or soybeans for our farm. And behind our house is miles of woods. Our neighbors live about a 15 minutes drive away. So we're separated by a lot of miles. I remember growing up as a kid, and me and my sister and brother would play this game called Ghost in the Graveyard. It's basically hide and seek but it was in our long driveway and front yard, and you play it at night. I remember one July when I was 9, me and my cousins were playing Ghost in the Graveyard. One older cousin was kind of a jackass, and wanted to play in the woods because it was scarier. And with us being kids and I being the youngest, we played in the woods. The whole thing felt so off. I hid behind this massive tree right next to the field. We had flashlights but you had to turn them off in order to hide. So I was sitting in pitch dark, and the only thing I could really see was the field next to me. One second you could hear crickets, owls and frogs, and then it went super quiet. About five minutes into waiting to be found, it began to smell like literal sewage. Like shit and rotten meat were mixed into a blender. So I stood up and looked for my cousin, turned my flashlight. I remember gagging as I walked because it smelled so bad. As I walked there wasn't any noises or anything that scared me. I just felt like something was following me. So naturally, nine-year-old me started crying, running and calling out for help. My cousin found me, and we were yelling for the other kids to come back to the house because we were done playing. No one responded, so we went in the house to grab the adults to tell everyone to come inside. We grabbed my dad, and he came outside and yelled for everyone to come inside. There was no rustling or even a response. So my dad grabbed his flashlight and went out and helped us look. Eventually all the adults came out to look because we had no idea where the kids were. Everyone started panicking, and my dad pulled out his truck and his deer spotlight to see if we could find them along the trail. We stayed out looking for them for about 5 hours. And finally we found the first kid. Nothing happened to him, but he would have had to take a car to wander out that far into the woods. It was literally miles. Same with the other kids that we began to find by morning. Each kid had the same story. They heard our voices calling from the farthest side of the woods, opposite to where our house was. And they were trying to get away from the smell. Now on Thanksgiving we always talk about it and even thinking about the smell now makes me gag. If anyone has had a similar experience with this kind of thing, let me know. I wouldn't say distressing, but it's a big reason I keep my bedroom door shut while sleeping. Also a big reason I keep the lights on at night. When I was in middle school, I kept my bedroom door open one night. That night my father was out drinking or something. I say something. As he was cheating on my mother at this time so who's to say he didn't come back by the time I went to bed. So when I heard the front door slam shut in the middle of the night, I thought, dad's home. 
Then I went back to sleep as I heard him walk up the stairs to the living room. The house I lived in for context, had stairs right as you entered through the front door or garage door, up to the living room and down to the basement. Then more stairs when you, walked up, leading to the bedrooms on the third floor that were over the garage. Never heard him walk up to my parents' bedroom that was in view from my bedroom door. I felt something was watching me. I woke up slowly to see, what I presumed was my father in the doorway. I squinted at him because he plays jokes like this, trying to scare me and my sisters. When I got a good look at the man in the doorway, I couldn't see any features. I went to wipe my eyes and get a better look at him. I stared at the man and two wide eyes stared back. I realized this wasn't my father. I didn't scream, or jump back in fear. Instead I did what any sensible person would do, cover my face and hide in my sheets. I heard the man walk over to my bed after I hid. I could feel him still staring at me. He was close enough I could hear him breathing. I just cried. Hoping it was all a dream, or a prank my dad was playing on me. I eventually cried myself to sleep. I woke up that morning scared out of my mind, to find my father sleeping on the couch. I didn't tell anyone about what happened at the time. I didn't have the best relationship with my father so I never approached him about it either when he woke up. However I asked my mom when dad got home and she didn't know, as he never came to bed. I slept with my door closed from then on, when I would sleep on a couch or a room with no doors from that night onward. I always felt someone was watching me from the corner of the room. But as I got older it slowly stopped happening. He now seems to come back when I drive at night. Sometimes I think. I see him in my back seat or on the sidewalk. So I think whatever this is. It's still attached to me. But I have never seen him as clearly as I saw him that night he stood in my bedroom doorway. Don't mean to leave it like that. But nothing else has happened nor has he shown himself the past 4 months. So it's good for the time being. TL. DR I sleep with my doors closed bit late to the party but there's been a few incidents in my parents house that i want to share i am not sure if any of these truly count as distressing some of them are fairly mundane as far as paranormal activity goes also i am typing these as i remember them not in chronological order so sorry about that the first one that comes to mind was after the death of a close family friend for some context he had been in a coma for a few weeks before his death and wasn't allowed visitors not sure if that was his family's choice or the hospital's policy i was about three at the time so my parents hadn't been able to visit him before before he passed. In our house we would always leave the hallway light on. It hung near the bottom of the stairs. The morning after he passed the light was off. My mother spotted it before me. On first glance she thought the bulb had just blown and she noticed that it had been removed from the light and placed carefully on the stairs but on a higher step than it would have been had it somehow fallen. My mother believes this was his way of saying goodbye before he went. Another time, when I was about 13. I had come home from school and decided to make a sandwich. We kept our bread right at the back of one of the counters and after making my sandwich I put it back in its rightful place. When I went back to the kitchen to put my plate in the sink, the room was freezing cold and the packet of bread was in the middle of the kitchen floor. I have absolutely no idea how it got there. This one actually terrifies me even though it's so mundane. There was another incident with the hall light when I was about 15. Myself and my mother were sat in the living room talking about the strange things we had seen and experienced in the house. The living room door was always open and from the door you can clearly see the hall light. We were also the only two in the house at the time. As we were talking the hall light suddenly turns off. Again, we assumed the bulb had blown. It hadn't. It had been turned off at the light switch. Later that day we were in the kitchen still discussing the strange occurrences in the house when we heard the distinct sound of the heavy wood front door opening. 
We both heard it because we looked at each other and agreed it was a bit early for my dad to be home from work. He also generally calls before he leaves so it seemed odd. I poke my head out of the kitchen door and see a figure turning into the living room. I shout hello and get no response. We go to see what he's doing and there's nobody there. We are still the only people in the house. The front door was still locked. When I was about 19 I was sat at the dining table which is kind of in the living room. It's a long open plan room so the dining table is in the back half of the room and the living room area is the front half of the room. Only one door off the hallway to enter doing some coursework for college when I saw out of the corner of my eye someone entering the room. They sort of just hung around at the end of the table. At the opposite end of the table is a big mirror hanging on the wall. It was like they'd walked in and then just stared at themselves in the mirror for a good few minutes. I was listening to my iPod while I worked so I just assumed it was my mum doing something or talking to me without realizing I was listening to music. I looked up and nobody was there. My parents were both sat in the front half of the room just watching TV. I asked them if either of them had been in the kitchen or left the room for anything in the last 10 minutes and they both said no. They'd both been watching the show for a good half hour without moving. I'd always get a strange vibe in the house as a child. I'd constantly see shadows and often hear noises. I'd hear people talking in empty rooms very frequently and I would refuse to enter certain rooms alone until I was about 13. One time when I was about 5 I saw the shadow of someone pacing backwards and forwards in the bathroom doorway. I remember being absolutely inconsolable with fear and refused to go to the bathroom without my mum for the rest of the week. I constantly got the feeling I was being followed by the spirit of a young boy when I was living in their house. Somewhere on an old hard drive I have a selfie taken on a phone camera just after I got out of hospital after nearly dying from an undiagnosed medical condition where you can see a figure of a young boy in the corner of my bedroom. He never felt malicious but he was there. My mother also said that when I was in hospital she had also had many dreams featuring a young boy and she felt his presence around me when I was in a coma. I'd also often catch a figure of a woman walking down the hall out of the corner of my eye. After a while I just started saying hello if I could feel a presence. Next time I go speak to my mom I'll see if there's anything else she can think of that happened in the house. The basement was angry. First night renting a duplex, spouse and I were unpacking and multiple items flew off a shelf. We say duck that shit and went upstairs for the night. This happened multiple times in our four years of living there. We would often get the sense that we were being watched in the basement. It's hard to describe, but the feeling was that we just weren't welcome down there. By coincidence, I later ended up working with a woman who had lived in the place years before me. Her husband killed himself. Violently. In that basement. Duck that basement. It was nothing over the top. But I had this experience in my house once. I couldn't sleep so I went to the living room watch some anime in the couch on my phone. The living room ceiling lamp was lit and I was laying on the couch watching anime on my phone. I was facing away from the middle point of the room where the ceiling lamp is. After one and a half episode, without doing anything else but watching the anime on my phone, I get this urge to look behind me. I look behind me and at that precise moment I saw a grey smoky kind of thing the size of a child nothing like a child though. Just smoke and random form near the ceiling. Getting close to the ceiling lamp. The moment the smoke gets to the lamp, my lamp broke. The bulb died and the whole living room went dark. I just hid inside the blank I had on me, stayed there for tumulene, and then eventually ran out of the living room. I wouldn't be surprised that the smoke was my eyes playing tricks on me. But the precise timing of it getting to the lamp and it failing, bruh, and the urge to look behind me, bruh scared the SHT out of me. Later I checked and the bulb was dead. Had to get a new one. I don't know if I'd say I was distressed by this myself, because I am weird like that, 
but I bet other people would be. DLDR I was attacked in the night by a gibbering creature and to this day cannot convince myself it was a dream. My family moved into a newly built home in a small town that my dad immediately insisted was haunted. None of us experienced anything important. Since my mom has previously lived in a house she believed was haunted my sister and I too. But we were too little then to remember any of the events she says we experienced. So we waved dad's concerns off. Fast forward 7 or 8 years. I'm around 25 at the time. We've got the house on the market and most of my family has moved out. I live there with a friend who needed a place to stay. And with my little brother staying part time. And our two cats. I've moved into the master bedroom. One night, I am woken up by the sound of my bedroom door creaking open. I usually leave it open a little so the cats can come and go. So I figure it's one of them. But as I roll over, I realize they're both in bed with me. So I look toward the door and see a humanoid shape slink into my room. I use the term literally it was trying to stay quiet and keep a low profile. At first I think it's my roommate. She, you know, comes in once in a while. But then I remember she's not home. Mine starts running fast. Little brother. No, he's not home either. Conclusion I am home alone and there's someone in my room. I start to get up. And this figure starts clicking and gibbering at me. No words. My eyes are adjusting. And I am looking at this feral. Hairy. Humanoid shape. About 4 feet tall. Best description I can give is goblinoid. And naked. As I am realizing I can identify it. The thing ducking lunges at me. I defend myself with the only option at hand a super heavy blanket I sleep with. The creature has me on my back. Pinned on my bed. And is just wailing on me. Scratches and punches. The scratches are running off the blanket heaviest, thickest blanket I've ever had. But I can feel the punches. I've accidentally pulled the blanket over my head. As I was still gripping it when I brought my arms up to protect my face. Here's thing 1 I was bullied and left alone a lot as a kid. I overcame a lot of fear and loneliness. I had come to pride myself on my ability to handle threats and situations. And that included the unsubstantiated belief many of us developed that we'd handle a supernatural situation well. And I don't want to let myself down. Every monster has a weakness. And I don't want to let this one do. Whatever it is doing without a fight. I thrust both arms upwards to knock this creature off balance. And then roll to throw it off me. And as soon as I do, it disappears. I am sitting up in my bed, sweating and breathing hard. My cats are awake now, looking at me like nothing's wrong. But I can still feel some of the harder hits that creature dealt hell. I can smell it. The room is dark, but dead silent. So after a moment I bound out of bed and start turning lights on. Nothing. I went through the whole house and grabbed a knife in the kitchen. Nothing and no one. A dream. Right. Well. Here's thing 2 I am a lucid dreamer. I know when I am dreaming. Also. You know how a lot of people say they can't fight or throw punches in dreams. I can. But it takes conscious effort. And I didn't feel any of that. It just didn't feel like a dream. Still. That's the cleanest answer. Right. Especially given my cat's lack of panic. Just a dream. And I had myself convinced of that until a few years later. So I didn't tell anyone about it. But my brother and I left the house before it was sold. So my sister moved in and was living there with her boyfriend and their friend. I didn't learn about this until a few years after the house did sell. But they started hearing shit. Including the clicking and gibbering of my feral goblin. This drew many and I told you so from dad. So. To this day 15 years later. I don't know I am not sure it was a dream. I had what I felt was a father-child combo in the condo my family and I owned. Prior to moving to where we are now, every night was insanity with the kids' toys and footsteps. It wasn't just the automatic robotic toys playing their jingles, either. Balls would bounce around and things would constantly roll across the floor. The dad was constantly trying to mitigate the situation with regards to where the kid was and which toys the kid was playing with. It was as though the kid just wanted to play with everything and go anywhere. But the dad was always trying to corral the kid into a less noticeable corner of the living room and keep the toys quiet. Which was in itself, way louder than letting the kid simply do whatever. 
I know it was a dad or man, because the footsteps were, of someone trying their hardest to be as quiet and tread as lightly as possible in work boots. When the shoes would clunk and the floor would creak, it really sounded like someone who weighed 250 pounds. One night, I got out of bed and headed to the living room. I could hear a mad scramble on their part as I went from the bedroom to living room. Once I was there, I got down on my knees, elbows on the couch, closed my eyes and said it's fine, just let them play. We don't mind sharing back in bed and on the brink of falling back asleep. I heard a few footsteps and the creak of the couch when someone sits down. The laugh and learn puppy came on. Another toy played a jingle, and the ball with the shapes inside rolled across the floor. I fell asleep and after that night, we never heard from them. Again, I still feel bad that they left, but I also think they were able to move on, which is for the best. I seriously hope to meet them in the afterlife. YouTube has demonetized our channel. If you can, support us to keep making videos on our donation page link the description. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.